Chapter Thirteen of the Cat of Bubastes, a Tale of Ancient Egypt. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Cat of Bubastes by G. A. Henty. Chapter Thirteen, The Search for Misa. Perhaps Ruth had gone to tell my mother that Misa was lost. Chebron suggested when Jethro had gone so far in his story. That could hardly have been, Jethro replied, for I should have told you that your mother returned early this morning to the house with many relatives, and that all were weeping and mourning round the body of your father. Had Ruth gone to her, she would either have returned with her, or Lyptus would have heard where she was. Did you hear how my mother bore her misfortunes, Jethro? She was overwhelmed with grief, Lyptus said, at your father's death, so overwhelmed that she seemed to have no thought for anything else. She had, of course, been told the night before that Misa was missing, but it seemed to make no impression upon her. She only said that doubtless friends had carried her off to save her from the danger that Chebron's wickedness had brought upon us all. This morning she made some further inquiries, but did not seem in any serious alarm, but the magistrates, when they came last night to inquire into the whole matter, took note of Misa having been carried off, and when on their coming again this morning they found that nothing had been heard of her, gave orders that a search should be made for her, and a proclamation was issued this afternoon denouncing punishment on those who carried her off, and enjoining all who could give any information on the subject to present themselves before them immediately. Since I came out from the house I have been wandering about trying to think what is best to be done, and hoping that something might occur to me which would put me upon the track of the villains who carried Misa off. "'You do not think of carrying out our plans for tomorrow, Jethro?' Chebron asked anxiously. "'We could never go away from here in ignorance of what had become of her.' "'Certainly not, Chebron. I consider it my duty, as well as my inclination, to stay here until she is found. Your father spoke to me of her as well as of you, but as he did not see any way in which we could aid her, he said that she must take her chance, meaning take her chance under the guardianship of your mother, to obtain some day a husband whom she could love. But the present misfortune entirely alters the case. She has need of our active help, and whatever are the risks we must postpone our start.' Whether you will be able to stay here or not is doubtful. Each day that passes without news being received of your capture in the provinces north of us will increase the belief that you are hiding somewhere in the neighborhood of the city, and in that case the search will become more and more earnest. However, for a day or two we may be safe here. As to that, though, we must abide by Chigron's opinion. He is running no small risk in concealing us here, and if he considers the danger is becoming greater than he is willing to run, we must betake ourselves to the hills. There are lonely spots there where we could lie concealed for a long time, or at least as long as such supplies of food and water as we could carry with us hold out. But at any rate we must set aside all thought of flight for the present, and devote all our energies to the discovery and rescue of Misa. I do not think we have far to look for the contrivers of the outrage, Amuba said. It seems to me that it is of a piece with the whole of the misfortunes that have befallen us. We know that Ameres refused the request of Tylus for Misa as a wife for his son. After that came the plot which we overheard in the temple for the murder of someone. The knowledge that they were overheard put a stop to that scheme. Then came the stirring up of the people, partly by the story of that unfortunate cat, partly by whispers that Ameres, although high priest of Osiris, was yet a scorner of the gods. 
then came the attack upon the house in which while the main body of the mob attacked ameres a chosen band carried off misa this villain tylus had several motives to spur him on in the first place there was anger at the rejection of his son's suit next that he would at the death of ameres naturally succeed to the high priesthood thirdly he may have thought that if he could obtain possession of misa and marry her to his son she would bring with her no small portion of her father's lands as a dowry with the influence which he as high priest would have with the king and council he could rely upon her obtaining a share of the estate especially as the villain would calculate that chebron as well as his father would be put out of the way he has only to keep misa immured until his power as high priest is consolidated and then if he gained the consent of the king to the match misa could not refuse to accept the fate prepared for her i think that you have accurately reasoned out the case amuba and that we have penetrated the whole conspiracy the question is what are we to do it must not be jethro chebron cried excitedly pacing up and down the chamber misa cannot bear plexo she spoke of him with something like horror when she heard of the proposal tylus made i do not like him myself he is thin-lipped and crafty and cruel misa had better be dead than married to him i think i can promise you chebron jethro said grimly that that marriage shall never come about we may not find misa who may be hidden either in tylus's house or in one of the many chambers of the temple or in the caves near it but at any rate i can find plexo and before we leave egypt i will slay him as well as his father whom i regard as the murderer of ameres i may not be able to do this and to get away and in that case you must journey alone but i am not going to quit egypt and leave them to enjoy the gains of their crime as he finished speaking chigron entered i was coming in to see if jethro had returned he was told the reasons for his prolonged absence the abduction of misa and the determination to remain and search for her place of concealment he shook his head it is a rash resolution even were you free to come and go as you choose your chance of finding out her hiding-place would be small indeed hunted as you yourselves are your quest seems to be an absolutely hopeless one as to your remaining here long i think it would be madness it is not only for myself that i say this but for you in the first place there are so many men employed here that your coming in and going out would be sure to be noticed by some one in the second place the cave would scarcely escape search a second time were it not for my workmen i could conceal you in the house and if i saw men in search of you approaching i could place you in one of the inner casings of the mummies and put two or three more casings on then lying as you would be among a number of corpses in a similar state of advancement toward burial none would think of opening the cases but with so many people about it would be well-nigh impossible to do this without observation unless indeed the search was made at night or after the workmen had departed which would hardly be likely to happen therefore i think it impossible for you to stay here more than another day or two but there are many caves and burial places higher up on the hillside where you might be concealed in many of these there are sarcophagi if we choose one in which there are several coffins i can remove the mummies and their casings into another cave so that should a party of searchers approach the place you can lie down in the sarcophagus and lower the lid down upon you it would be a sacrilege to move the dead chebron said with a shudder it would be sacrilege for others chigron replied but not to us whose business and duty it is to handle the dead i can replace the mummies in their cases after you have left and they will be none the worse for their temporary removal 
it will be necessary of course that there should be no signs of habitation in the cave nothing to excite their suspicions that it has been disturbed i think that is a very good plan jethro said we can make sleeping places in the open air near we shall sleep in the open air on our journey and it would be no hardship to begin at once i should think it best to remove to one of these caves at once there is never any saying when the searchers may be here again therefore if you will chigron i will at early daybreak go with you choose a cave and make our arrangements i think indeed that that will be the best plan the embalmer agreed i will of course take care to bring you up every night a store of provisions and now i will leave you to sleep it was long however before the occupants of the chamber threw themselves upon their piles of rushes sometimes they talked of misa and discussed all possible plans for discovering where she was concealed then they wondered what had become of ruth who would be friendless in the great city and might not have money sufficient to buy a meal with her she had her ornaments jethro said a silver bracelet that misa gave her she always wore she had two silver necklaces and earrings of her own i should think they had been handed down to her from her mother they seemed good and would fetch money ruth is a shrewd little maid for though but fifteen years old she has long been accustomed to manage a house and look after her grandfather why she has run away i cannot think except that perhaps from the noise and tumult she thought that all were going to be killed but even in that case she would probably have found her way back by this morning if not sooner i cannot help thinking myself chebron said that she has followed misa although she has not been here for many months i am sure that she was very fond of her that she certainly was jethro said i often thought when i was walking behind them that it was pretty to see them together misa knew so much more of everything and yet it was the hebrew maid who gave her opinion most decidedly and misa listened to her as she talked in that grave way of hers as if she had been an elder sister and you think she might have followed her i hope that it may have been so but in that case the women must have seen her the women were scared out of their senses chebron said and i have no doubt were screaming and wringing their hands and attending to nothing else if i could but be sure that ruth is with misa i should feel less anxious for i am certain she would be a comfort and support to her she would indeed jethro agreed and moreover i should have greater hopes of finding where they are concealed for if it be possible to get away and to spread the alarm i am sure that ruth would seize the first opportunity promptly it was but a short time after they lay down that chigron entered and said that morning was beginning to break they at once rose and followed him he led them along the foot of the hill for some distance and then turning began to ascend at a spot where it sloped gradually they passed many tombs partly erected with masonry and partly cut out from the rock behind and it was not until after walking fully half an hour that he stopped before the entrance of one of them this is the one that i thought of as being suitable for the purpose he said it is one of the most lonely and there is little likelihood of any chance passer coming near it in the second place i know that the stone door which rolls across the entrance has not been cemented in its place i know indeed to whom the tomb belongs the last mummy was placed here but a short time back and the son of the man then buried told me that he should not have it cemented because his wife was grievously sick and he feared would shortly follow his father therefore there will be no difficulty in effecting an entry in the second place there is hard by a small tomb that was cut in the rock and then left the owners changing their minds and having a larger tomb made lower down the hill 
as nothing beyond the chamber and the narrow entrance were made we can there hide the mummies from this chamber and heap stones and earth over the entrance so that none would suspect its existence nothing could be better jethro said let us set to work and prepare it at once the stone across the entrance to the tomb which was but three feet high and of the same width was pushed back without difficulty and they entered four wooden sarcophagi stood there jethro aided chigron in opening three of these the mummies in their cases were taken out the outer cases opened and replaced in the coffins after the mummies with the inner cases had been removed from them these were then carried to the unfinished tomb fifty yards away and there deposited stones were then piled together so as to conceal the entrance and the men returned to the tomb here you will be perfectly safe chigron said you can keep the stone rolled back unless you see any one approaching and you would be sure to make out any considerable number of searchers mounting the hillside long before they could reach you should you see them you will of course close the door enter each of you one of the sarcophagi lie down in the inner case close the lid of the sarcophagus and place the lid of the inner case over you i think it unlikely in the extreme that any search will be made for you or at any rate a search only of untenanted tombs the fact of the stone here being left uncemented is a mere accident probably known only to myself and its owner it is only as an extreme resource that you could need to take to these hiding-places as far as passers-by are concerned you might remain outside altogether but in that case you would run some risk of being noticed you may be sure that the hills will be closely scanned and if figures were seen moving about here a party might set out to see whether these were the fugitives so eagerly sought for therefore i say during the daytime keep yourselves concealed here as soon as it is dark you can of course issue out and pass the night wherever you may think fit we shall certainly follow your advice jethro said undoubtedly the plan you propose is by far the safest i cannot think that there is much chance of an earnest search being made among the tombs though likely enough they may visit those which are open and empty but as you say they would never dream of examining the tombs in use as they would naturally suppose that all were securely fastened in case of the very worst there are the coffins for us to betake ourselves to and these assuredly no one would think of examining if you will come down chigron said as soon as it is dark i will give you provisions for some days together with the peasants dresses i have prepared for you and the money ameres committed to my charge it is not likely that anything will occur to decide you to make a move suddenly but it is best that you should have everything in readiness for so doing should the occasion possibly arise i will come up myself to-morrow night if all is well an hour after sunset i name the time exactly in order that if you sleep at any distance away you can be here at that hour to meet me and now i leave you to the protection of the gods this evening i shall dismantle the chamber you have used and remove all signs of its having been inhabited chebron thanked the embalmer very earnestly for the kindness he had shown them the trouble he had taken and the risk he had run on their behalf i would have done more if i could chigron said your father's son has the highest claims upon me and were it to half my fortune i would spend it to carry out the last wishes that ameres expressed to me as soon as the embalmer left them the three friends sat down just within the entrance to the tomb looking out over the quiet city lying in the plain below them i wish we had our peasant dresses chebron said that we might go down with you and join in the search for mysa 
it would be too dangerous jethro said decidedly too many have seen you taking part in the services and procession for you to have a chance of passing unnoticed amuba is less likely than you to be detected and if his skin was stained his eyebrows blackened and his head shaved he might manage to pass providing he walked with his eyes fixed on the ground but in that way he would not have much of a chance of coming upon traces of misa any search you make must be at night i shall to-day station myself near the house of tylus i do not expect to gain any information from gazing at the high wall which surrounds it but i will follow as closely as i can without attracting observation all the slaves or servants who may come out especially if two issue forth together i may then catch a few words of their talk and possibly gather some clue to the mystery still i own that the chance is small and you must not look forward in any way to my returning with news i wish jethro chebron said that if possible you would again go to our house see the old woman and get her to bring out to you a suit of my priest's garments with these i could at night enter the temple and wander unquestioned through the chambers and courts the nights are dark now and unless i passed close to a lamp none could recognize me we overheard one conversation of importance there and it may be that i could overhear another there would be danger in the attempt jethro said doubtfully that matters not at all chebron exclaimed impetuously all this trouble has come upon us through me and even should there be some slight risk i would willing face it but in truth i think there is no chance whatever of my being recognized see how often amuba went there with me and though the nights were always moonlit we never were once addressed nor was it noticed that amuba was not one of the regular attendants of the temple who alone have a right to penetrate beyond the great courts so be it then jethro said then you shall explore the temple amuba and i will search every cavern in the hills there are many great tombs behind the temple and just as we have selected such a hiding-place tylus may have chosen one as a place of concealment for misa there are many tombs there built by princes nobles and wealthy priests for their reception after death which could be turned into a comfortable dwelling after we have spent some time in searching there we must if unsuccessful try further away tylus no doubt like ameres has farms and country residences and she may be hidden in one of these i believe myself amuba said that a better plan than yours will be for us to establish a watch over plexo tylus has his duties and is no doubt fully occupied in securing his election to the high priesthood but plexo would most probably go sometimes to see misa in her place of imprisonment he will naturally be anxious to conciliate or frighten her into giving her consent to marry him as soon as possible therefore if we can but watch him sufficiently closely he is sure to lead us at last to her that will certainly be the best way amuba i did not think of it before but it is clearly the plan that promises the best chance of success we might search the country for years without finding her and although i wish to keep up your hopes i really despaired in my own mind but as you say if we follow plexo sooner or later he is sure to bring us to her but to do so we shall want many disguises i will think the matter over as i walk to-day and when i see chigron this evening will beg him to get the disguises that seem to him the best for us to use as for me jethro chebron said i will visit the temple of an evening as i said but long before midnight all will be quiet there so that will give me plenty of time for sleep and in the daytime i will work with you 
get me the garb of a peasant woman in such a dress and with a female head covering i could surely get myself up so that even those who know me best would pass by without suspicion many women are taller than i am the disguise would be out of the question for amuba who is well-nigh as tall as you are besides being wide and strong-looking but for me it would do well yes i think you could pass as a woman jethro agreed and certainly the more of us there are to watch this rascal the better but for myself i think that we are more likely to succeed at night than by day plexo too has his duties in the temple and would be likely to pay his visits after dark then it would be a mere question of speed of foot and amuba and i used to be trained in running and it will be a swift horse that will outpace us and now i am going down to the city i feel more hopeful than i did lads and for the first time begin to think that we have a chance of discovering where the villains have carried misa the day passed slowly to chebron and amuba they would not show themselves outside the tomb as chigron had earnestly begged them not to do so besides there were frequently people about on the hillside for many came daily to offer prayers at the tombs of their relatives still they had much to talk of the chances of finding misa the question with whom she should be placed if recovered the prospects of the long and adventurous journey which lay before them amuba encouraged talk on all these points and started the conversation afresh whenever it dropped for he saw that the excitement concerning misa had done a great deal for chebron it had weaned his thoughts from the death of his father and the consequences that had arisen from his unfortunate shot it had given him fresh subject for thought and had revived his spirits and interest in life both lads were glad when late in the afternoon they saw jethro ascending the hill i have no news he said as he came up to them i have been all day in the neighborhood of the house of tylus and have followed all who came out two together from it i have overheard many scraps of conversation and one and all talked upon the same subject the death of Ameres and of the sacred cat and the want of success in the search for you the fact of misa being carried off was spoken of once or twice but i was convinced by the manner in which the slaves spoke to each other on the subject that they had not the slightest idea that their master was concerned in the matter and they had assuredly no knowledge whatever of her being in the house of course it is possible that she might be there without its being generally known to all the slaves still you know how things leak out in a household and how everything done by the master and mistress soon becomes public property and had any one among them heard something unusual was going on it would by this time have been known to all the servants i hardly thought that tylus would have ventured to have her carried home for he might suppose that her mother's suspicions might be directed toward him just as ours have been and that if she made a complaint against him a search of his house might be ordered besides there are too many servants there for a secret to be kept no if a clue is to be obtained it will be in the temple or by our following plexo as soon as it was dark they descended the hill together chebron had attired himself in the garments bearing the distinguishing marks of the priesthood that jethro had brought up with him having obtained them from old liptis when near the house of the embalmer the lad stopped and jethro went on and returned in half an hour with the various disguises he had asked chebron to obtain for him all these with the exception of the scanty attire of two peasants he hid for the present in some bushes near the path then he rubbed amuba's skin and his own with a fluid he had obtained from chigron and after putting on the peasants clothes they took their way toward the house of tylus 
while chebron went toward the temple which was but a short distance from the house jethro and amuba sat down by the wall close to the gate so that none could leave it without their knowledge but beyond servants and visitors no one came out at ten o'clock they heard the bolts of the gates fastened but remained where they were until near midnight when chebron joined them he had spent the time wandering from court to court of the temple but beyond a solitary priest moving here and there replenishing the lamps of the altars he had seen no one and had been himself entirely unnoticed amuba and chebron were both inclined to be dispirited at the want of success of their watching but jethro chid them for their impatience you do not suppose he said that you are going to find out a secret so well hidden by a few hours watching it may be weeks before we succeed to-morrow we will begin our watch two or three hours before sundown i am better known to the servants at the house of tylus than you are as i have often taken messages there besides in my disguise i could not so well loiter about without attracting attention as you could i will therefore content myself with watching the northern road from the city upon the chance of his taking that way while you in your dress as peasants can watch the house itself you chebron might sit down by the wall fifty yards from the house on the north side while you amuba had best keep on the other side of the road and somewhat to the south of the gate in this way you will be in sight of each other and yet not together solitary figures are less likely to attract attention than two together for it is for two boys that people will be looking as i should scarcely know you myself now that your skins are darkened there is i trust small fear of others detecting your disguise accordingly the next day three hours after noon amuba and chebron disguised as peasants went down to the house of tylus and took their posts as arranged late in the afternoon amuba noticed that one of the slaves from the house of tylus suddenly checked his walk as he passed chebron and gazed fixedly at him amuba left the spot where he was standing and walked quickly in that direction the slave spoke to chebron who rose to his feet a moment later the slave seized him as they were struggling amuba ran up here is a find the slave exclaimed this is the slayer of the sacred cat aid me to drag him into the house of my master but to his surprise amuba sprang upon him and struck him such a heavy blow in the face that he released his hold of chebron and staggered backward run for your life amuba exclaimed to his friend i will take another route the slave recovering from his blow rushed at amuba shouting at the top of his voice death to the insulters of the gods death to the slayers of the sacred cat but amuba who was now eighteen years of age was at once stronger and more active than the slave whose easy life in the household of the priest had unfitted him for such a struggle springing back to avoid the grasp of his assailant amuba struck him with all his strength in the face and as he reeled backward repeated the blow and the man fell heavily to the ground but several other people attracted by the conflict and the shouts of the slave were running up and amuba took to his heels at the top of his speed as he expected the passers-by paused to assist the fallen man and to learn the cause of the fray before they took up the pursuit and he was nearly two hundred yards away when he heard the cry again raised death to the slayer of the sacred cat by this time he was alongside of chebron who had paused to see the issue of the contest with the slave do you turn off chebron and take a turning or two and conceal yourself and then make your way up to the hill i will keep straight on for a while i have more last than you have and can outrun these fellows never fear do as i tell you he said almost angrily as he saw that chebron hesitated when they reached the next turning if we keep together they will overtake us both 
chebron hesitated no longer but took the turning indicated amuba slackened his speed now judging correctly that his pursuers if they saw they gained upon him would not trouble themselves about his companion of whose identity they were probably still ignorant when on looking back he saw that all had passed the turning he again quickened his speed he was not afraid of being overtaken by those behind him but that he might meet other people who seeing the pursuit would take him for a fugitive from justice and endeavor to stop him one or two did indeed make feeble attempts to do so but did not care to grapple in earnest with a powerful young man evidently desperate and of whose crime they knew nothing as soon as he felt sure that chebron was quite safe from pursuit he turned off from the road he was following and struck across the country a quarter of an hour's running took him fairly beyond the villas and detached houses scattered so thickly round thebes the ground here was closely cultivated it was intersected everywhere by channels conveying the water needed for the irrigation of the crops the holdings were small and in the centre of each stood a little hut some of these were inhabited but for the most part the cultivators lived in the villages using the huts only when it was necessary to scare away the birds and keep a close watch over their fruit in some of these patches the fruit trees were thick and amuba took advantage of the cover to turn off at right angles to the course he had been pursuing and then shaping his course so as to keep in shelter of the trees ran until he arrived at a hut whose door stood open a glance within showed that it was not at present used by the owner he entered and closed the door behind him and then climbed up a ladder and threw himself down on some boards that lay on the rafters for the storage of fruit pulling the ladder up after him the last glimpse he had of his pursuers showed him that they were fully four hundred yards behind him when he turned off from the line he had been following and he would have kept on and trusted to his speed and endurance to outrun them had he not been sure that many of the cultivators whom he had passed in his flight and who had contented themselves with shouting threats at him for crossing their land would on learning from his pursuers the crime with which he was charged join in the pursuit thus fresh runners would be constantly taking up the chase and he would eventually be run down he therefore thought it best to attempt to conceal himself until night fell scarcely had he thrown himself down when he heard loud shouts rise close at hand and had no doubt that some laborer unobserved by him had noticed him enter the hut he sprang down again from the loft and seizing a stake which with several others was standing in a corner he again sallied out as he did so he was suddenly grasped twisting himself free he saw a powerful nubian armed with a hoe without a moment's hesitation amuba sprang at him with his stake the nubian parried the blow with his hoe and in turn dealt a sweeping blow at the lad amuba sprang back just in time and before the negro could recover his guard struck him a heavy blow on the wrist with his stake the negro dropped his hoe uttering a cry of pain and rage amuba followed up the blow on the wrist with one on the ankle and as the man fell bounded away again but the negro's shouts had been heard and the pursuers were now but fifty yards away amuba saw that their numbers had swollen considerably and a doubt as to his ability to escape them for the first time entered his mind they were too close for any further attempts at concealment and he had now only his speed to rely on but he had already run nearly three miles while many of those behind him were fresh and he soon found that he could not again widen the space between them for another two miles he kept ahead at first leaping the ditches lightly and without a pause but at last often landing in the middle and scrambling out with difficulty 
he was becoming completely exhausted now those who had at first taken up the chase had long since abandoned it but as he had feared fresh men constantly joined the ranks of his pursuers they were but a few paces behind him when he found himself again on the high road a few hundred yards away he saw a chariot approaching and feeling that further flight was hopeless he turned stake in hand to face his pursuers who were but a few paces behind him with cries of kill him death to the insulter of the gods they rushed at him panting and breathless he defended himself as best he could but his guard was beaten down and blows were showered upon him he fell but with a great effort struggled to his feet again his senses were fast deserting him now but he was conscious that the chariot drew up beside him scattering his assailants right and left he heard a voice raised in tones of indignant reproach and then a renewal of the cries of hatred he felt strong arms round him then he was lifted and for a time became unconscious End of chapter thirteen